What's up? What's up? What is up, everybody? Hello, and welcome to Critically Aroused, the podcast where we ask, do we even need film critics? And then we review a movie. My name is Blaine Andrews, and joining me today, we're mixing it up, and nobody saw it coming. <gasps> yeah, that's right. We do actually have Mr. Matthew Verlack. Hey there. But we have a regular but a non-regular. Mr. David Troutman is here, not hiding behind the desk in the shadows, being creepy, but he's actually here on the couch with us. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to hear his lovely voice this week as well. So you might or might not know that we are your punk rock, anti-Rotten Tomatoes, every man and woman's counterculture perspective on film. Here to cut through and analyze the out-of-touch and pretentious viewpoint of many modern critics who have been known to tank movies that general audiences love and vice versa love things that the rest of us hate. So today we are actually going to be talking about Come to Daddy the <laughs> weirdest <laughs> name of a movie quite possible. I mean, this one, every time I tell anybody what we're reviewing, they'll say, what? That's a, the porno? I, no, I that, preface it with, this is not the porno. No, this is not the porno, because I'm pretty sure that if you search it, it is probably a porno. <laughs> Guaranteed. Mike would pay for a, a Elijah Wood come to daddy porno. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's out there somewhere. It exists. So yeah, this movie's going to be starring Elijah Wood and it is directed by Aunt Tim Timpson there as following suit with every other week. I say the name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to get to business as usual this week. Um, I do have a few bit bits of news and oh, wait oh, first oh, yes. this is a rated r episode yes as just usual. so we can uh get into the news yes we can yeah <laughs> depending on what we what we do here so yeah <laughs> um so i actually didn't find a ton of news this week but one thing i wanted to touch on it, it's kind of a shame that chris is here for this actually as well is uh is that if anybody's been listening to this podcast since the beginning they'll know that I really, really don't like the movie Hereditary. And the Hereditary director has come out and said that he's working on another film. You ready for this? Hit us. This next movie is going to be a four-hour-long nightmare comedy film. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> he just likes to make up yeah. genres. He did. Yeah. This dude's like sitting around huffing farts or something. I don't know. What, I don't know what this guy's it's a doing. Good pastime. Yeah, he's just I mean, an artist, whether you like him or not. He is a artist. Like he's just making things up and going with it. Yeah, Ari Aster, man. This guy's a strange guy. If you know, I I just really don't like Hereditary. Chris and Matt. Matt liked it all right. I think it pretty well. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Chris was kind of so so on it, but liked it all right. But that thing blew up with critics, and I thought it was just a big pile of poopy. <laughs> so, <laughs> and David didn't see it because so that's that's part of what makes this interesting. Is most of you who don't know David just hear, been hearing him piping up here and there in the background over the past however many months that we've been doing this. David literally does not watch movies. <laughs> I don't watch anything. David watches YouTube videos of people on motorcycles. That's about the extent of what <laughs> David watches. Which will make me a great addition. <laughs> I have well, all this vast knowledge of nothing. Exactly. But, but then I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, that's actually what's perfect. Is if we are supposed to be the every man's viewpoint. What better of an every man than someone who literally knows nothing about film? Ta-da! 
So now we have David. To I'll be that guy. Yeah, he's the, he's the guy. So I'm excited to hear what he thinks about this because <laughs> not only does he not watch movies, I mean, when he does, you know, it's your typical fanfare, right? It's going to be what most yeah, people see. Uh, yeah. Like, it's a, a which I guess the last thing we saw together was 1917. Phenomenal. Which was so good. Oh so my god, good. So Matt, so you still haven't seen 1917? No, but I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about it. <laughs> it's because it's I don't. Incredible. I don't really dig war movies nowadays. I don't Dude, know why, but I if just, you're gonna watch it, when movie, I was yeah, a kid, that's the one. Yeah. I just know when I was a kid, I watched a lot of them. That was like Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, all that stuff. Yeah. But ever right since... Oh, yeah, it's these are all there. great movies. But nowadays, I just don't get drawn in towards war movies. There's so yeah. many of them. There I just... I don't, I don't know. I'm just so not here for them. It seems like aren't done very well. Yeah. Too. Or, or just stereotypical. And it's like we're all tired of seeing the yeah. like... The... Our modern day war type movies. Yeah. So that's in your Iraq, Iran, things like that too. Mm-hmm. Were those like which this one? I'll tell you, like with the way that they filmed it, it's almost like watching a video game. It's awesome. It's incredible. It's so good. So I'd say watch it personally. But yeah, it's we meant to go see it. Yeah, because we had heard so many good things. Yeah, and it was just one of those things where we just didn't get a chance to go see it. Yeah, it's it, it's worth the all the praise everybody was pouring it, on top it. of it. Yep. But so yeah, but anyways, long story short, I just had to talk about it because when I saw that this guy was making Ari Aster is going to be making a four-hour nightmare comedy. I mean, first off, let, let's let's just dissect this—a nightmare comedy. So, like, so is it just going to be dark what humor? Is exactly? Like, yeah. is this going to be like, like a demon pops out, but they're wearing roller skates? <laughs> Like, that I might like, watch. I, I don't. I don't know where to go with this. Like, yeah, what? What uh, is a nightmare comedy? Yeah, because if it's supposed to be like a nightmare, you think almost like Insidious or something, right? But there's and nothing funny about no. Insidious. But there's nothing funny about that. Is it like the movie The End of the World? Oh, who? That's uh, um, Seth Rogen. Yeah, yes. Seth Rogen and his that, whole crew. That's actually is that a, a nightmare comedy. What's that? The name of it? End of the World or? It was something very similar to it that. Was if that it was something similar if it wasn't. I, I really like that movie, actually. I love that movie. At World's good. End? I, no. Or that, is that the Simon Pegg movie? That's the Simon Pegg one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is the The one, one that has the giant demon devil dick that's like, yes, that that's like the size of a building. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. But yeah, I don't know. Like, it's got a... Which, anything that he does, to me, is a nightmare in itself, I guess. But, like... But the fact that it's four hours... Who wants to sit for four hours? This is Nobody. Yeah. There isn't... There's very few movies I will willingly sit that long for. And they have to be my yeah. fan, like, in my fandom. Like, The Hobbits and all that. Yeah. Sure. If you want to show me an extended four-hour movie, I'm here and, for and it. And even the extended Hobbit, I don't think it was four hours. No, it's like it was three, like three, three and a maybe half. three and a half. Not four. But then we all do sit around for 15 hours at a time watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Or like a TV show when we're binging shows or something. But who wants to see a nightmare? <laughs> what A nightmare comedy for four hours. Like... Definitely not in theaters, because I feel a four-hour movie, I'm going to stop halfway through and go do things. I think four hours might be way too long. Yeah, this is just, I don't I don't even understand. But we'll have to see. We will keep you abreast on this situation. If it <laughs> oh, happens. we will review this movie. Oh my God, please no. <laughs> I like, I, I don't want due to Blaine's yeah. diversion to this director, we have to. Yeah, well, I, oh man. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to get away from this thing like the plague. Like, Oh, we will watch this. <sighs> but it won't be until like 2023 <laughs> yeah seriously that, i will have forgotten by then yeah, yeah we'll, we will have all forgotten no blame it. brings it up all the time this will be his I own undoing it will i do talk about how much i hate uh, uh midsummer like 
on a regular oh, basis. That? It's oh. the Midsummer guy. Okay, okay. Yes, it's the Midsummer. I've been here long enough to recognize that. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. that's the one he really ran to. That's against. yeah. That's mm-hmm. the one that I don't really don't like. I actually never saw Hereditary, but Midsummer bothered what? me enough to my core oh, that this attitude about Hereditary. Well, I actually was it. thinking Midsummer when I was saying Hereditary. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's oh god, yeah. So well, yeah. Let me rewind that a little bit. I misspoke when I'm saying Hereditary. I haven't seen Hereditary. I don't need to see it. I saw Midsummer and it made me want to gouge my eyes out. <laughs> so there's that. So uh, th- there wasn't a ton of stuff. There's been little bits of small news. The only other thing that I wanted to talk about, this one gets a little, it is what it is, but uh, this one just kind of rubbed me the wrong way-ish, which is the fact that we're entering like full-blown censorship mode and uh, gone with the wind. We've been talking about HBO Max like every other week. Yeah. And they just pulled Gone with the Wind off of HBO Max because really? they oh, said yeah. it was racist. Um, huh. And it's one of the most famous movies in history. It's also ever. the first movie where a black woman won an Academy Award yeah. for being in the movie. Yeah. And it was like hmm. noted as being like one of the greatest moments of her life. It was a huge deal. And the fact that they pulled this thing is just kind of, to me, is offensive to her. Like, but, and now the one thing that does make me slightly more okay with it is the fact that they said they weren't getting rid of it indefinitely. That at least gives me some hope. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, then yeah. that's not even a real thing. It's not as big of a deal, but they're still pulling it for that. But they've also pulled Tarantino movies from what I've heard. Not HBO Max, mm. but a lot of the other streaming services. Well, like Django are, Unchained. And- from what I gather, the vast majority of them. I haven't huh. actually gone on to see if they are gone. But what I have heard is that a lot of the the sites that distribute and whatnot, his stuff has been pulled. And basically his comment was it was only a matter of time. <laughs> Pretty standard. Yeah. Nothing like taking money away from the black actors in the movies. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, uh, yeah. That makes sense. I guess if they're, yeah, with royalties and stuff, if they're getting them. But, yeah. I mean, either way, like for me, it's one of those things where, okay, like I understand if you find something offensive and it bothers you and there's material in something that you don't like. I totally understand that. But my thing is we can't just start getting rid of movies and books and whatever that just like that bother you or that that are problematic in some way when uh, quite often they are a sign of the times or or, or like gone with the wind you know and it's the antebellum south and it's things that were very much of the time does it make some of the things that were said and done okay or the treatment of people or whatever no but that's when you just go on there and you put a notification before you click on the movie and it just literally says some people might find the material in this problematic trigger warning yes Give them a trigger warning. Yeah, I mean, say this was the era. This how this is how it was. Because exactly. what we're potentially getting into is pretending the history that was yeah. didn't happen. Exactly, which mm-hmm. is problematic in itself. Yeah, well, and I mean, the reason that they say history repeats itself is doomed to repeat itself. Yeah, I mean, they say it for a reason. It's like if you're gonna forget about things and just pretend like they didn't happen or whatever, then how do how do the younger generations know? How do you know? It's, they don't. Yeah, they don't, I guess. And and so that's my thing where, like, I, when I saw this, I was just... I had a pretty knee-jerk when I saw that they pulled it off there because I'm just like, this is known as being one of the greatest movies of history. Like, and they said it was because of that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huh. And same for Tarantino stuff. And from what I gather, this is not... This is only the beginning. Hmm. Um, and, and the thing is, is that, like, with the whole trigger warning thing, like, Disney Plus is already doing it. From what I gather, there are multiple movies on Disney Plus that already have that. Well, didn't um, they also change 
some of their their content. I did hear that, but I've heard conflicting things. Okay, I don't. yeah, I haven't researched it, but I feel like I've heard yeah where they've either cut scenes yeah. or some of it was weird aspect ratio stuff with the Simpsons. I heard too there was some weird stuff with that, like where they're shaving things down in size so that stuff's cut off of each side of the screen because TVs don't look now like they did back then, right. where you were dealing with just a square <laughs> versus mm-hmm, sure. a rectangle. So things are getting cut out, but I think. As far as actual subject matter, there were some things. Well, like, oh, what was the old animated movie Disney's literally like people? Uh, I can't think of it. It was an animated movie. Something about the South. Was it Song of the South or something like that? Or, I have no idea. I don't no know. Idea. It, it was, it, that one has not hit Disney+. Plus. I've never seen it. I don't know. Apparently, it is quite problematic. But anyways, whatever. That's not the main thing I was getting at. But my big thing was just like, look, like this is a piece of history here. Like, and especially for me, for HBO Max, like, they're already, they've done some things that are not that smart here in the beginning. I'm just like, this is not a great way to start. Like, you're going to make some people happy, but there are some people that are really not going to be okay with this. Like, this is a classic piece of history, and I don't think we need to erase it. It's one thing to give somebody a warning. It's another thing just to take it away altogether. But it's also, that doesn't represent the majority of opinions that are out there. Yeah. You're playing to a very small crowd, which I don't think is good for your bottom line. No, I don't think it is either. And it's, in the long run, it's... A very small, loud crowd, very but loud. a very yeah. small crowd. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I just, I don't think it's going to be beneficial in the long run. Like we've talked about, it's like you're entering like 1984 territory there where it's just, mm-hmm. you don't want to be there. You don't, we need to remember things. And even if it's uncomfortable, and I mean, that's for everyone. And yeah. I mean, I, that's how you learn. It is. And you go, hey, that probably wasn't a good way to live. No, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it is what it is. I just wanted to bring it up because I was just like, oh, damn, like that's where we're headed already. Like, and it, Everything's heading that way, so I don't know. We'll we'll see what shakes out, and we'll watch it to see how much more disappears. I mean, honestly, I guess if there was one other one that I would... Well, I, I wouldn't have seen that one coming, but if I was going to see one coming about people pitching a fit, it probably would have been Tarantino. Which, granted, I mean, he's, a, he's kind of a darling of the Academy and of all those people, but, I mean, he has had problematic subject matter. I mean, but it's all... <sighs> When it has happened, it's more recent, and it's been accepted every time, so it's like, what's the issue now versus a year ago, eight years ago, ten years ago, whatever, when all of these movies have come out for the past, what, 20, 30 years since we were kids? Right. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I never, I mean, I thought all those movies really were there for a certain purpose. Like, he, he's trying yeah. to make points in his movies. Yeah. It, so I'm kind of surprised that his stuff was getting pulled. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Some of his stuff is graphic. Yeah. But that is Tarantino for you. It is. Yeah, that's his style. Like that's his shtick. And I mean, he is notorious for flying the N word in his movies and things like that. So I mean, I'm guessing that that has something to do with it. But quite often, it's very much pointed at a type of person, the types of people that a lot of these people have issues with. So it's like this is just calling attention to these types of people and that they existed and it was a thing and this was what was going on in the world or this place and time. So. You know, like we said, it's just history, and it is what it is, and people suck, and, you know, no one's perfect, and so we can't forget that. We can't just pretend like it's all rainbows and unicorns paved the way up to here, so, you know. Right. It is what it is, but I just wanted to touch on it for a second. So, from here, after the news, normally... Wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. What's up? I actually just saw, literally right before we sat down, so they're delaying movies again. Tenant's been delayed. No. Wonder Woman has also been delayed. Oh no! So I didn't I didn't see what the dates were, but it was the industry. Yeah, they're definitely going to be pushed. 
Really? I don't know how far the articles were saying, but... Really? And, like, trying to push it out to, like, an open theaters? Yes. Uh, that's what I would gather. The, the thing is, is that, I mean, like, Tenet and Wonder Woman and some of these have, like, sworn off digital release. Like, Trolls and stuff did. Good. Right. I, I want to say they should, but it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Okay, exactly. so I think Tenet... When was, do you know when Tenet was supposed to come out? Soon. Like they this... pushed it to July 31st. Okay, I was pretty sure it was like this month. Okay, and then Wonder Woman was pushed to October 2nd. Whoa. So it's still this year. Yeah. The second wave. But they've basically yeah, pushed it back two months each, <laughs> is what they're doing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's... Man. But I mean, I'm not surprised. October's they're, a weird time. They're probably not trying to wait for theaters to open back up, because as yeah. far as I've heard... The only theater that was like, oh, we're going to open up a Cinemark. Yeah, and it's like, I don't even know where Cinemark There's is. There's two in Charlotte, is and there? they're in South Charlotte. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. I, looked, I looked it up. I was like, where where are Cinemarks? Yeah, because for us around here, it's like AMCs everywhere. Just like yeah. pretty much that's where you're going to go. Or maybe a Starlight. A Regal. 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 Right. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's... Which those are the two big ones that swore up and down in the beginning of all this that they would not budge. And now we're sitting here. Mm-hmm. So... Oh man! Well, it's like, what do you think they have invested in those things? You know, they're trying not to lose. Yeah, because yeah, you let it out on digital. You would think, well, and you weren't here, I think. But so we were talking. It was one of the weeks that you missed, and Trolls Two mm-hmm. made more than Trolls One on home release. How they do that? <laughs> because they were yeah. charging twenty bucks for a yeah. two day rental. Oh, did you have to? Oh, okay. Yes. So it's like it's not like it was a rental fee. Your... Yeah, yeah. So not a purchase, but uh, twenty dollars okay. for like a two day rental. Mm-hmm. That's about. That's probably cheaper than you would be going to a movie to see it anyway. So right. I guess, yeah. You know that makes sense. Well, and the whole and thing was exactly is that the they don't have to take the hit for paying the theaters to go on digital because they took a certain percentage. I can't remember what it was. We talked about it the week back. You'd have to go back and listen, but we talked about it that week, and it's like they don't take that hit, so they're actually making more. Gotcha. Just by doing it on home release, so we'll see more of this. Actually, literally. I think this weekend or next weekend, there's some kind of Bloomhouse film with like Kevin Bacon coming out. They literally released the trailer this week, and it's coming out like this week or next week. Huh? I guess that's how you would do digital. I guess. I mean, that's what Netflix has been like doing. Social media, yeah. it's everything so fast. Yeah, yeah. You get the buzz, and you immediately and, have and to then bring you drop it, it. They're like, oh, by the way, you like this trailer? It's coming out now. in three days. Or they don't even bother with that. They're just like, hey, we just dropped this new movie. These are the people here in it. it. Is, Boom! Yeah. Here you go. It's got Kevin Bacon and whatever, and it's somebody else famous too. Oh, I can't remember who, but it's it's like two big stars. It's like Kevin Bacon and someone else. I think it's Blake Lively or somebody. Maybe hmm. I can't remember. It's some it's somebody big, another female actor. But yeah, yeah. So who knows? Yeah, that's crazy though. I hadn't seen that today, but I hadn't been on Super News Watch today. But so now is the part where we get into what we've been watching lately, which is our "What's New with You" section. Uh, normally, Matt kicks this thing off, and so I'll let you do it if you want to, or I can. Yeah, let's party on. Do it. Uh, so there's a couple things I've been watching. A couple okay. new things have, re- have come out in the last week. Yeah, uh, I think it's the fifth season of Queer Eye. Oh, really? On Netflix okay. dropped, and it's a whole slice of wholesome <laughs> for everybody and anybody. I would yeah. highly recommend it. I don't it's know. A, it's like, a tear-jerker show. Yeah, it is. And it's also just nice because you just yeah. see them like turning people's lives around. Sure. Does it stay that way? Who knows? But it's nice to watch. You know, you can watch and go, wow, that's nice. I mean, I'm glad somebody's doing this for these people. And, like, you hear these nice stories and you're like, oh, man, this is... Like there's one guy he owns like he's a immigrant and he's been here for 15, 20 years, something like that. And he owns a fish shop and that's his life. 
and they like help him open up a restaurant next door to his shop kind of deal mm-hmm. like and it's nice you just see things like that yeah so i'd recommend that if you're looking for some wholesomeness in this era of covid and you, yeah. if you if, even if you haven't watched it and you're like oh i don't want to watch a bunch of gay guys on tv or anything <laughs> like that like i would still recommend this because like the people yeah. they're they're helping are just normal people for the most part i mean it's the whole spectrum guys girls gay people trans yeah. people the whole nine yards like it's just everybody and there's no to me it's just just go and watch it it's just it nice. is yeah i've recommended it to a lot of people it's a nice watch like it's and you very... can change your opinion on certain aspects of people too yeah yeah so i, I think it's a very powerful show in its own it is because they get people of all different walks of life and you get to kind of hear people's perspectives and whatever oh yeah it's like well, the previous season there was a late or it was, was it a lady it was some people with a barbecue joint last season yeah that was in kansas it's yeah. the third season yeah yeah because they was in kansas city yep and that one that one was great and like i turned around i was like i wanted to buy our barbecue sauce and like i know next time around kansas city visiting (laughs) zena's family we're gonna try to go go. over there yeah Yeah. that's awesome yeah because after you that's the thing is you hear these people's stories and yeah you see where they're coming from and you're like man i feel so bad for them and then yeah they turn their lives around and like help them point them on a new path in life and so it's really uplifting yeah and they're usually people who are kind of like either like shut-ins or people who just are or just don't care they're just like yeah they're scared to change they're like this is just how i am and how how i have to be sure and then they come in they're like you don't have to be like this you can change like you can be somebody else you don't have to be this person sure so, yeah it's i'd recommend it yeah to anybody and everybody nice <laughs> so to change it up completely <laughs> <laughs> all right this next one's an anime dude, that showed up on netflix I, I was gonna say i was like here comes the matt anime moment oh yeah it's called doro hidoro <laughs> and this is the weirdest anime i think i've ever watched in my life <sighs> Zena picked it out and started watching it and she's like i can't pick i can't follow what's happening and i was like i don't think i can tell you what's happening either <laughs> so the premise <laughs> is that there's a world where there's humans and then there's mages, but the mages have like created their own world using magic. But they come to the human world that's called the Hole to practice magic on the humans. And so the main character's head got turned into a lizard, and he f- doesn't have any memories. And so he's trying to find the wizard that turned him into a lizard person. Because by killing him, it will revert him to his human state. I'm having to think about this very oh, hard. Oh, I still have process. to think about it while it's describing it. I finished the whole season. It's very graphic. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have any memory, so he doesn't know who it was. And the thing is, the mages don't treat humans like humans. They treat them like sub creatures because they just come and literally just practice bad magic on them. But then, how does he know that killing him will fix it? Well, there's other. They showed like in the first episode that like he kills because that's the thing is he kills mages. Oh, okay. Like he's on like a cleaning squad, and he literally goes around and anytime he sees a mage doing magic, he kills him. This sounds like. Oh no! This is super graphic. <laughs> It is a graphic show that is like this crazy off the wall concepts, and the whole time I'm just like, "What the fuck is happening?" Because I don't know. And Zena like watched, didn't watch like she watched the first episode, skipped the second, came back in the third one, and she's like, "What's happening?" I was like, "I couldn't tell you. I don't know yet." So she didn't finish it, so, but I so did. Do you recommend this? I like, actually it, do. Okay, because it's the graphics are great, and it is just crazy. Is it so Netflix? It is on Netflix. Yep. Is it one of theirs or is it? They claim it is, but I don't know if it came from something else. Yeah, like came out of Japan or something. Or I, I mean, I know it came out of Japan. Like sometimes they but, they launch there first and then. And that uh, might be the case. I, I didn't do any research into yeah. where it actually came from, but it is interesting. Not in English. 
Oh, really? Right. So it's, I guess, dubbed or subtitled? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It's subtitled. So to an it might out- be dubbed, but I don't know. T- to an outsider, David, does this sound <laughs> interesting to you at all? It sounds terrible. <laughs> Maybe it's great. Except for all the things you said about it. <laughs> <laughs> Except everything. Everything. Which, I mean, have you ever watched an anime, David? Like, have you, uh, Maybe like Dragon Ball Z when you were a kid? Oh, I love Dragon Ball Z. Okay. I watched like most of the whole series. Really? All the series. Okay. So okay. I like some of it. But that sounds too far. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one pushes a lot of boundaries, for sure. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But if you're into animes and you're just looking for something to watch, yeah, this is something to like... Try to wrap your head around. Nice. Okay. And then one other thing. It's called the Blig... The, the Blig... The Big Flower Fight. The this Big is, or Big? The Big. The Big Flower Fight. Yep. So this is a Netflix show. And it's a competition show. And they make giant flower sculptures. It's teams <laughs> I, I of two. I love the sound of that. Yeah. Okay. And I it is like... It's that actually like really interesting. Because like... What are they sculpting them out of? Anything and everything they can find. So they have like access to a full, beautiful garden. And then they're out here. They'll be like, okay, you need to make a 15-foot tall animal. Go. And well, you, are they making them out of They'll be wires. Or out of stuff? So, well, they'll do stuff for their external frames. Oh, and then okay. they have like to fill wires. it in with flowers. What's so, yeah. Up? Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be wood That's and, cool. and uh, chicken wire and flotation devices and plastic and all this stuff. And then it's just flowers. and That sounds nice. It's actually a really cool competition. It's kind of like the Great British Bake Off where okay. it's really kind of friendly. I love that show. And yeah. And so this is, it's in Britain, but there's actually a lot of Americans in the show. Oh, okay. Because it's kind of from all over the world. Um, so it's pretty wholesome. It's not as wholesome. There's definitely some times where they're like, oh, they're about to fail. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> flowers. Right. They're like, oh, their sculpture sucks. <laughs> so it is very... Cool. It's another kind of wholesome, but it's kind yeah, of a fun, fun if you're just into like competitive shows. So this is one of those I could probably put on when the kids are like around. Or yeah, like, yeah. Okay. I don't think that kids would have any problems with it. It's not like a lot of cursing or anything like that. Okay. I don't think there's any cursing because it's it's still oh, and one of the co-hosts is from what we do in the shadows. It's oh, Nadja. Really? Oh, yep. I she love is her. the co-host I have a crush on her. So yeah. How does she look like? Not as a vampire. The same, and she talks the same, and she acts the same. Are you? Everything serious? is my little sweet, sweet. My little sweet pumpkins or my little sweet whatevers. I was Where's like, she wow. from? Greece. Uh, she talks oh. about how she's Greek. Really? Yep. Okay, so she actually acts and talks like that. Well, I guess it's yep. perfect for her character and what we do in the shadows then. that, that I expected her to act and she doesn't wear as much black. Yeah. But that's about it. And no sharp teeth fangs. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> None that you can see anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Nice. Watch that. Nice. Everyone. Okay. But uh, that was basically it for me. Okay, cool. So, David, do you have anything for this segment? or? Well, I have a different set of things that I watch. So That's okay. fine. What do, do you I watch? Do I have things? Yes. You're, you're welcome. This is a, stuff on TV? What is no. new with you? That is the section. Let so the see. things that I watch are very different things. Okay. I watch uh, mostly YouTube creators who either make things, build things, or restore things. Um, or drive supercars. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, three things that are going on, I guess, um, right now in the, um, in the YouTube stratosphere, um, a political YouTube stratosphere, because that's a different conversation. Sure. But, um, there's, there's two guys that I watch that, uh, do supercar stuff and they're very interesting and they all, 
either review really nice cars that are just coming out, uh, the, the upcoming year's supercars, or they buy a bunch of cars and modify them and fix them up and do all kinds of cool stuff for them. So at nice. the moment, uh, there's been a there's a guy who a lot of you will actually probably know uh, called Shmi150. <laughs> oh yeah, I know them. Yeah, we're good friends. Shmi's me, and, me and Shmi go way back. I knew it. You mean Anakin's <laughs> mom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Um, this gentleman is from uh, Britain. And uh, he just moved to Germany in the midst of the pandemic business. Okay. So he kind of went through his whole situation of trying to get all his vehicles from his area in Britain where he lived and transport them all over to Germany with him to his new place. Dang. And then he had to go to the BMW M factory and pick up one of his new cars, the uh, M8 competition they just came out with that he had fully spec'd out. And yeah. so he goes through that whole thing and reviews the car and shows you the, the M... Uh, the M warehouse or whatever they have over there in Germany where they uh, build the car. Um, so that nice. is his whole thing. And there's another guy uh, they go, that goes by Stradman, and uh, he has four or five different, uh, two or three supercars and four or five different small cars that he's doing interesting modifications on. He's taking a new Jeep Gladiator and making it a 6 by 6 with oh, those, yeah, okay. like an 850 horsepower motor in it and six wheels, the massive 40-inch tires, awesome. sweet stuff. Uh, but he had probably six or seven cars and he just sold four or five of them like a, a big portion of his collection he's been working on for a long time and now he's gonna buy his first hyper car so it's um i can't remember exactly how what how they differentiate between supercar and hypercards basically i think it's which one ticks over the thousand horsepower mark moves into hypercar territory yeah i feel like hypercar is just like this is how you die Correct. like you buy one of these and, <laughs> and then you, you go, go die bye-bye. so i don't know if he's going with the mclaren p1 or a, a bugatti chiron or something like that something yeah. in the, uh, up above two million dollar probably category and, it's like uh, youtube money man well that's the thing he's got a massive youtube channel and he pays for all his stupid cars so cash these guys are on the same channel or separate channels different channel different okay. guys different channels uh this guy is in utah Okay. Um, so all his content is traveling around Utah and showing the beautiful mountain ranges and stuff and nice. then, uh, driving these insane cars around all these different places in Utah. Really? Very neat stuff. That's cool. I'll have to get the links for both of their, um, yeah, their they're, channels. They're fun to you. watch. And they're both very wholesome. You can watch them with the kids and that kind of okay. stuff. Cause yeah. Blaine and I both have two little ones who yeah. are always rug riding around <laughs> as we're trying to watch stuff. So we've yeah. got to watch stuff that's you know good for them. Exactly. And there's one other guy... <clears throat> That I think is just amazing. It's this young guy uh, named Alex Steele, A L E C Steele. And so he's he, got the least of the stupid names. Correct. <laughs> His name is interestingly appropriate because he makes metal. Okay. He does metal fabrication of different sorts, and he started making YouTube videos of him making metal stuff in Britain as a, like a 16 year old kid Jeez. with all these big, huge tools and stuff, and then he's built his whole channel out into this big thing and now he's moved to America he's got a massive shop and all these uh, uh, sponsorships and stuff where all these massive companies send him huge multi-thousand dollar tool sets and wow. stuff for him to use on this thing and uh, right now I think he's he's making his first mountain bike from scratch oh that's nice. awesome yeah, nice. It's, it's insane so he's doing one ground up that's, that's mm-hmm. pretty sweet yeah, so 
I that's what's going on in the YouTube world. Nice, yeah. I don't. I normally don't know anything about what's going on in Can the I... old YouTubes, except for whenever uh, what is it, Hot Ones is on. Then, I, then I know what's going on Always on YouTube. Always good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Hot Ones, and that is it. And is and uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Jack Black's channel, um, Jablinski Games. Yeah. His is pretty good, nice. but that is, those are like the only things I watch <laughs> on there, pretty much. But nice. All right. Well, I'll get the um, I'll get the links for both yeah. those, and y'all can find them in the show notes. Absolutely. And which and we put them for all the shows and stuff we watch. But I'll get these from David too. So that's interesting. Something a little different than what we normally talk Ta-da. about. So nice. I like it. So for me, <laughs> so the, uh, two things really. One, I can't remember if we've talked about this at all. Uh, in the past couple of weeks, I'm trying to think, but so I, I think we did a couple of weeks back, but so I finished Rick and Morty, the new season. Yeah. And I've been watching, I don't know if you watched it anymore. Yeah. yeah I've seen it all. Okay. So I finished it. Um, I would say this season, if you've watched Rick and Morty, if you like Rick and Morty, this is more of Rick and Morty, but I would still say that this is probably one of the weakest seasons of Rick and Morty. Really? Maybe in parts. But then there's some really good ones. Like, I feel like this one, maybe as a whole, like as far as like a lot of them have like some very, very standout episodes. Now, there was one this season that was several episodes like before the end. I think it was three or four before the end. And it was so meta and so crazy. And it's basically Rick teaching Morty a lesson. And the whole premise is that Morty wants to be able to (laughs) have a save state on his life. To where basically he could like hit a button and save himself like a video game, and then he could just die or something. And if he dies, he goes back to where he saved. So basically, Ricks creates this thing for him, and it's a really good episode. I think it's one of the best episodes of the season for me. Dude, it was fucked. Oh, it was. It was really disturbing. <laughs> like it was dark. Like it got really dark. That, well, and maybe that's part of it for me too. Is I think this was one of the darkest seasons. Like yeah. this was Rick at his like darkest, darkest for which sure. was curious because they were setting it up for you know this would be him more family oriented and yeah. more not as dark. And then they these were opposite directions, super dark. Like every episode, yeah, had its own twist. And maybe that's why I say it's kind of one of the weaker ones for me was just because it was heavier. There was less of the, it has kind of lost some of its fun. Yeah. And it's not as fun to watch it anymore. Yeah. I found myself doing that several times. I'd be like, man, that was really dark. Yeah. Like it's pretty and heavy. Like, it was enjoyable, but like not as much as I want it to be. No, because, yeah, some of the other seasons were, like, just stayed hilarious. Like, were just so funny. Like, and this is one, David, I still think that you would appreciate. Like, mm-hmm. Rick and Morty's good. And it's, like, especially the early seasons. But, like, it is very meta and very weird. and But but it's really clever. It But it kind of, people make fun of it for that now. But, you know, this season, that one episode that I'm talking about got so crazy. Like, I was just, when they re- give you the reveal, you're just like, holy yeah. shit. Because, yep. like, it gets into, like alternate dimensions and time travel and all that stuff and so it's just super fascinating to see this take on it it was it was good but so and actually my send-off song is going to be from one episode of that oh nice Um, yeah so yeah so you can hear that at the end of the episode but so i was just gonna say i finished all rick and morty this was still a good season rick and morty's pretty much always good it wasn't i don't think it was bad i think it was bad that they took a hiatus for like months in the middle of the season for no reason 
don't know if you guys could hear that, but my eyes just rolled to the back of my head. <laughs> they, they just did like a full like 360, just flipped right over. Thought the Exorcist was in here with me yeah, for a second. Exactly, his head spun around. Yeah, Matt really was not a fan of the uh, the break that they took for like four months or five no, months or something. Not at all, especially because they've been renewed for like 10 more seasons or something like that yeah well if you think about like any other animated show like simpsons or whatever like they just come out like and and, like they're on their schedule they're always on time every year it's like rick and morty you might wait two years well not because that's what's what's been happening if you actually look at the release schedules yeah for the first season second season and now this season it's been super broke up, super fractured, mm-hmm. and then they got renewed. So I was like, okay, for sure, that means they know they're good to go. They're going to yep. start having a set schedule at least, and know at least like a season a year or something, yeah. not half a season, and then a year later, another half a season? Yeah. Come on, what is that about? Yeah, it makes no sense. You made us wait two years, and then you're going to give us like four episodes and then just disappear. Like, yeah. five episodes or whatever it was. Right. Like, yeah, it's weird. They need to get it together. I don't know what the deal yeah, is. Yeah, that but... definitely, I was not happy no. that they did that. I don't think anybody w- was happy about it. No. And I don't think if any other show did it, anybody, people would be like, get yeah, this is it. fine. This is great. Yeah, I think if it was many other show, if it was any other show, I think that they'd, like, it borderline, like, hurt the show. But being how popular Rick and Morty is, and the fact that they got signed on for, like, 12 seasons or something insane. Mm-hmm. Like, but, yeah. So, I watched that. So... The other thing I watched, um, and Chris has been waiting for me to talk about this. So this is a movie that we watched when we were kids together all the time. Well, connected to. So when we were in high school, we were all about Kevin Smith movies. Just Mallrats, Clerks, Clerks 2, Jay and Silent Bob. I've seen Jay and Silent Bob (laughs) so many times. It is one of my favorite movies ever. So I'm going to continue that with saying I just watched... The Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which is what they call it, which is the sequel to Jay and Silent Bob. But they call it a reboot because the first Jay and Silent Bob is about them making a movie about Jay and Silent Bob. And this movie (laughs) is about them stopping them from making a reboot to the Jay and Silent Bob movie that they made in the first movie, (laughs) which is a pretty ridiculous concept in itself. It's amazing. Yeah. So fantastic concept. Sadly. Not a fantastic movie. Oh, it is oh. probably my least favorite Kevin Smith movie. Like I now there are a couple I haven't seen. I didn't see the Walrus one. Have you seen Tusk? Uh, yeah, Tusk. <laughs> I have not seen Tusk, and I didn't see Yoga Housers. Okay, I think is what I haven't called. seen that one. So yeah, but this is everybody's back, dude. And there are so many people in this movie. We're talking Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, <laughs> Everybody you've seen in any of the of the Kevin Smithiverse movies, but so the interesting thing about this was it almost felt like a send off to all of Kevin Smith's movies. Like he literally referenced every movie that he's ever made in this movie hmm. to the point in which multiple people look at the camera and are like, "Remember when we made this movie for Kevin Smith?" Oh, like no. it is a weird thing. Like so, some of those moments were good, some of them were bad. There's literally like. Ben Affleck cracking jokes about him playing Batman and like cracking jokes about Martha and like the like there's some good stuff. There's a, a multiple monologues about uh Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth shows up as a hologram and then goes on a mini little monologue about how people should not ha- try to have sexual relations with his hologram because of how sexy he is. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And so it's just, it's ridiculous. Actually, one of the main 
characters in the movie is Kevin Smith's daughter. And they literally reference how she is his daughter in real life. Kevin Smith is in this movie as himself. It is just the most... That's so weird. It is the weirdest... Like a lot. It, it is the weirdest, most meta, off-the-wall thing. And I mean, and Kevin Smith's movies are like that already. Right. And this one just, like, it jumped the shark in a bad way. Like, mm. it went too far. And being that, like, I thought I was just going to eat this up. And, like, there were several moments where I, like, cackled. But all in all, when I finished, I was just like, I wanted to be, like... Something original. Yeah. And, like, I wanted this to be Jay and Silent Bob some more. And, like, it felt like they kind of lost some of their chemistry. And Yeah, it's hard to get back the feeling you had when you were little, when you saw the stuff the first time. Yeah, that's true, too. And you have all this built-up expectation from what you felt when you didn't know that you were being silly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. And it's hard to, like, you know, I mean, and those were high school years, and... Exactly. You're a kid, and you kind of it is, and and I mean even with that, I mean he's older now, and all these people are older now. I'm pretty sure Jason Mewes has completely fake teeth now. <laughs> so he was like, does does he does Jay have dentures in? And I was like looking at him like, those cannot be his real teeth. <laughs> like so there was which he went through some tough times in his life and stuff too. I think he had some drug issues and stuff, so that might have something to do with it. But. Yeah, it was just weird, and and they cracked jokes because now Kevin Smith is super skinny. Kevin Smith has always been really heavy, yeah, and so they cracked multiple jokes about that, and like, because no, didn't he have like a heart attack or something yeah, like that? He had a heart attack, and like, and they were like, if you don't weight, lose weight, you're yeah. gonna have another heart attack, and it's gonna kill you. Yeah, so exactly. But so they've both been through. Serious yeah, they've both things. been through a lot, and I think I think that you know, for good or not, you know. It, they bettered their lives, but it's maybe hurt this a little bit. But, you know, it is what it is. It was fine. I'm glad they made it good for them. They looked like they had a lot of fun making it, but it also felt like they almost just made it for everyone in the movie and no one else. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, and like, they can do that. Hey, they got That's money fine. for that, whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do. And, and so, you know, it was... Wasn't this one crowdsourced? It might have been. It feels... I hmm. think it was. Which, and I think uh, Smith and Jay, like or uh, Jason Muse, they have like a podcast as well. I think it's called like the Smodcast or something, and they've gotten fairly large with their listener mm. base. I've never really listened to it much. Kevin Smith gets very ranty, and so I don't really listen to a lot of Kevin Smith. But you should just look up him talking about Bruce Willis, because if you ever <laughs> want to hear anyone talk mad shit about Bruce Willis, Kevin Smith will talk mad shit about In the Bruce movie, Willis. or is this something in no, real life? No, in real life. That's funny. Quite often, because he made that movie Cop Out with... Uh, Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. And apparently Bruce Willis was a diva and a nightmare. Oh, and yeah. so anytime Kevin Smith, it seems like publicly speaks, he's just like shit talking. Just Bruce trashes Willis. him all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, but so I saw it. I would say this. I mean, if you're a fan of all of his movies, it's worth seeing just to see them joke about all of those movies. Cause I've seen all of them, but on the same hand, don't go in expecting a whole lot. I would say probably. I don't know how it did with general audience or critics, but personally, being a longtime fan, it didn't really hit with me. So, you know, that is what it is. It's it's Jay and Silent Bob, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's so, fair. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, with that being said, I think we're good. We should go ahead and roll on over into our tomato scores and predictions for the film of the week and also who should and should not see the film so we'll do who shouldn't see it first and i actually for normally we go to matt for this right away oh you got something we can i've got like three things i okay i i was like getting some big vibes during this movie 
Um, one of the biggest that I got personally was I felt like now, now with some differences, take this in mind, but I thought that this felt like a Coen brothers film, the guys that made Fargo and no country for old men. Um, I'm trying to think of that. They're, they're pretty, the, uh, the ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah. It very much had the vibe of some of those films just cranked up mm. for me personally. Um, so you know, I, I don't know. Have you seen many of their films or familiar? Um, with? a couple of them, not enough where I would have like picked up the vibes. Okay. I guess I, I, love, I don't know them well enough. Okay, yeah, I, I love their movies, and I felt like the tone and some of the things that were happening in this were very much the types of things that they would do and the humor because this movie really rides a line. I think that there, it's considered in description. I think they consider it a comedy thriller, maybe even horror in there too. That makes but sense. It, it's a hodgepodge of types of movies. Uh, so there was a few things that I really want to say about this movie, but I'm not going to say them yet. <laughs> so we'll leave them for the review. But so the other ones I gave was uh, the film Green Room. It kind of reminded me some of Green Room. Really? At parts. Not nearly as heavy or like as serious as Green Room. Which Green Room has some comedy in it too. But some of the violence and because this movie is fairly violent and gets out there and does some wild stuff. Yeah. So... As far as that goes, and then also Swiss Army Man. Okay, I can see Swiss Army Man. A very strange movie where Daniel Radcliffe farts and someone rides him farting across the Because he's ocean. a corpse. Oh. He's he's a farting corpse, yes. The farting corpse. Yes. That's all you need to know. You told me yeah. about that That's all you need to know. Yes. yes, that's all you need to know. So it did remind me as well some of Swiss Army Man uh, in parts. So those are mine. So mine is actually Tusk. Oh, really? Yeah, this had a lot of like similar vibes. Really? And to Tusk. Okay, interesting. I've had, I I heard that Tusk had some consp- comparisons to Human Centipede, so I've never seen it because <laughs> I will not be watching Human Centipede. I do not like well, those types of movies. It's not in the sense that they anything gets sewed to each other's butts. <laughs> oh well, yeah. So it's not that. Yeah, but it, well, he gets sewed into a walrus suit in that movie. So. Uh-huh. Oh, love. Yeah. And Justin Long gets sewed into a yeah, walrus isn't suit. Isn't it loosely oh, okay. based off something that really happened to a person? Um, it loosely. I think he is. Because it's loose. a podcast. Well, it was a podcast where a guy got this invite to go to somebody's mansion and hear their life story. And he got there and it got really weird. And he ended up leaving without getting sewn into a tusk suit. But he thought that's kind of where I was going. Yeah. He and so very, Kevin Smith took it and made it into a movie. Like, what if not only was it weird, this person sewed you into a world? Or it wasn't like, what if this was weird? But what if this actually happened? Yeah. Well, and supposedly that whole movie was based off of a conversation that him and Jason Mewes had on their podcast. Oh, really? They had a, po- a conversation about that. And then they were like, let's make a movie about it. Yeah. They're probably like, what if this actually happened? Also, like, what would happen? Justin Long is in New Jay and Silent Bob as well. That's not surprising. Yeah, it's everybody that's all his friends, all of his homies. But so, okay, interesting. Well, I haven't seen that, so I don't know. But I know the other ones, especially the Coen brothers. This really did feel like a Coen brother film to me. Hmm. Um, But so with that being said, if you're into any of that stuff that we just named, this is probably for you. I would say, David, is there anything you can say about who possibly would not like this movie? I don't have a I don't have a who would not like it. I have a I have a who would I have a what the vibe was to me. Okay. Sure. For certainly the first forty five minutes. Yeah. The vibe to me was more of a 
I think it's Zach Braff, Garden State, yeah. Juno type okay. thing, yeah. where it's like I don't. Do you call that deadpan or whatever it is? Yeah. Where they're just it's just like really slow dialogue. Yeah. And it's all about the camera angles and the. It's a mood. It's a tone piece it's for like t- the first yeah. like thirty minutes, and like nothing happens. Yes, and <laughs> it's like you could do a synopsis of the first forty-five minutes of the movie in like two sentences. This is two different movies, correct? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well, by the well, way, but, also Tarantino. Hi. Y- yes, exactly. And you're like, Wait, what? Yeah. So, very interesting dichotomies between the first half and the second half. Yeah, and I'd say this. If those types of movies that he named turn you off, some of those slower burn, indie art house whatevers, if those turn you off, just wait. (laughs) Just hang in there. there. You'll get there. You'll get there. So, if you've heard what we've said and it's marketed in a certain way and, like, none of us have seen the trailer for this movie... So I, we solely picked it off the name. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, that was it. The fact that Elijah Wood was in it. Correct. And I had heard a, a a small amount of buzz about it as far as like when the trailer came out. I remember people were making a big deal about the trailer, but I never actually heard anything about it after the fact. So because this was one of those that got lost amidst the COVID Everything. situation. So yeah, but so just you can base. If you want to see it or not off that. I'd say if you were adverse to gore, maybe just come in knowing that there is There's some. There's going to be some. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. So, yeah. So, now we need to get into our tomato scores and predictions for this week. And this is a new one for David. He's never gotten to do this. So, do you want to go first or do you want to go last after you hear I'll this? I'll go thing? last. Okay. 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 So Matt, me or you. What you want to uh, do? I'll go ahead and go. Okay. Um... So, for audience, I think 40%. Whoa! Really? Yeah. Wow. And for critics, I think 70%. Okay. Okay. I think that that could be in the right realm. That's why I'm guessing that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought you were just guessing that because you thought it was going to be way off and, you know, no, 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 no. Surprisingly, <laughs> I try to win. Oh, okay. Well, Play to win. Sense. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> okay. So for me, I'm going to say, I think the audience is going to be closer to like a, I could see the audience and the critic score being pretty close on this movie. I think that the audience, hmm. You guessed pretty low for your audience. I'll guess my audience is around 78. No, 75. 75. And then the critics, you said 70 for critic, man? Yeah. Dang, that's closer than you're right in my ballpark of where I want to hit. I'm going to go also a 75 for critics. I think they're both going to be higher than... Um, maybe not though because that puts it at fresh uh, do critics do 70 or 67 67 <laughs> go a few bit low Matt wow because uh, that that puts it into like we're, we're talking about certified fresh territory you said 67 and I feel like I would have like seen yeah, whole, okay. I feel like I would have seen a whole bunch of stuff about it if it was like real high highly rated but maybe just hadn't been looking for it so all right well, yeah because we have we shouldn't be looking for any of yeah, that so. we're not well i'm not looking for specific <laughs> things but i still see articles and things about people praising things sure. and talking about things or whatever so uh i try to miss it but it's difficult david what do you think i think a little differently okay i think the audience is going to be about a 35 really and i think the critics going to be about a 55 really okay that's what i think nice okay 
That's a good, which, and you have, you probably have a better perspective on general audience with this than we do just for the simple fact that like you are, you don't watch this kind of stuff. And this is, it's riding a weird cusp of like art house meets a weird like, cusp of some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is just a very different genre of movie. This is, I mean, the name says it all. So. Yes, it does. <laughs> the name says none of it. No, it really does. Also, right. Yeah. <laughs> it says one line in the movie. And that's why I think maybe the problem is people are going to go expecting something that they don't get at all. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that is quite possible. Which I got something I was not expecting at all. I can Me definitely too. openly say that. So, at this point, what we do is we actually move into our review for the movie. So, as you've heard, we're kind of giving you a basis on if you haven't seen this thing, what you're going to get into, and this will be spoilers from here on out. We've said it in the past. I'll say it now again. We don't really like to be influencers. We're just here to have a conversation, just to chill out with you, talk about it, and hash this thing out and and let our thoughts out about the movie. So that's where we're going on from here. It's going to be spoilers on down, starting now. Boop. <laughs> I don't know how that. Uh, I like the boop, <laughs> but I put it in there <laughs> instead of the. Yeah, we, we still need to make that our little tiny we can. splat. We, we need to do it. Yep. So, all right. So, let's talk about who what, what we, we thought about this thing. So, I really want to know what David thought. David, <laughs> yeah, you start. David, you start. How did you feel about this movie? Did you like this movie? I hate this movie. <laughs> I cannot stand this movie. Really? There's so many things I don't like about this movie, I can't even stand myself. Really? Really, really. Oh, man. I think the guy who plays the dad at the beginning mm-hmm. is the only other good actor other than Elijah Wood, and they kill him off in the first however many minutes, and then it's like... Uh, the, the the two at the beginning are very good actors and they play well off each other and they look yeah. kind of similar so it plays the father-son role very well. Yeah. But then they kill that guy off and then it's mediocre actors from there on out that have <laughs> not enough dialogue and not enough backstory and then the backstory is all just thrown at you and then it's, it's just infer action. It's just infer everything. Yeah. For the it's second half of the movie is just infer things. It's like... We don't, I'm not going to so tell you random. anything. We're just going to make you infer. But then they like, now we're going to stop and we're going to write out the story for you in a little two-second sentence from random character A, mm-hmm. who tries to explain some part of this dude's life that he doesn't understand, and then oh, back to some random action for whatever reason. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so David's got some emotions about this movie. He got so some feelings. many opinions. All right, well, so Matt, what did you think? Just from hearing you talk to him, I feel like... I didn't like this movie. You didn't like it? Hey-oh. No, I thought it was boring. <laughs> really? Yeah, the first half I thought was terrible. Really? Yeah, Elijah Wood, I thought it was flat. You were saying he was a good actor. I thought it was very I flat. I thought it was better than what happened afterwards. It was. That's all I'm saying. Well, and then it was like a such like complete change of his character, sort of. I don't know. Yeah. I, I but didn't. there's no like reason why he's changing. And I don't mind things to be what? crazy, but I just thought this was like pointless. Really? I thought the Each thing they did, thing. I was like, this is pointless. Huh. Pointless. Okay. Extra pointless. <laughs> yep. So Xena actually liked it. Oh, I fucking love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of thought you did how excited you've been. I love this movie with my whole heart. I've been so excited to argue with Th- you about no, this. No, it's fine. We can. <laughs> Listen, I'll put it this way. I've taken more notes. I took more notes on this movie than any movie we have viewed today. How? Why? I <laughs> love this movie. There are so many moments in this movie that I just 
freaking love. We have to show him where the, he's wrong. You know yeah, that, right? yeah, I'm just, curious. I just want to hear I, I'm ready. what you thought was so yeah. good. I'm ready to duke this out. I'm ready Let's to talk it. to your wife about it because that's fine. Uh, I'm maybe, glad she liked it. Yeah, she was definitely like, <laughs> I like this, and I was like, I did not like this. And Dude, she was like, I didn't think you would like this. So I, I actually thought you might like it. I was surprised I, if the first half was better. I might have. See, the first I, half just didn't. It was just like, oh, here's this all setup. Oh, that was what's gone. And oh, now we're yeah, gonna what? now we're gonna force the second half of the story. Oh, it didn't feel to try and to me explain something that didn't make sense in the first place. Yeah, it didn't I, make sense to you guys. Well, and then they were like, "Oh, here's oh. here's Hunchback, but he's not Hunchback. He's not small. He's nothing like that. It wasn't like yeah. one of those like what? tiny nicknames or anything." Yeah, I guess I didn't. Really, and I was like, "I don't understand this." I guess and then I just they, it was they, funny. they weren't even like that was Hunchback. I mean, I think it's just kind of like how we're always like giving Chris shit and calling him whatever we call him and giving him hell. Like it's just kind of like it's not really how Chris is. We just like to give him hell, you know. Like yeah, well, but when I'm watching a movie, I don't need everything handed to me, but I need more like more clues or something. At least a little more direction versus this just kind of being wide open. Just oh man, infer what you want here, infer what you want over there. Oh, I just and I, nothing's ever played out via the the action of the movie it's all the action just is random and violent which is fine but that that doesn't further the story at all oh, the man. story happens 10 seconds later when the random person goes oh and your mom did so and so and blah 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 and it's another random action scene for whatever purpose and oh. then random character three <laughs> says but it's like yes i love this I, I, dude I, yeah <laughs> i just i disagree so okay so i got enough notes that we can start pretty early on and okay. and Sweet. then we'll Let's work our way through this thing because i really want to know okay so so for me so first off i loved the way this movie started he gets off the bus and he looks like the biggest douche you've ever seen Wait, in your life a, a, a premise of the film question yes what the fuck year is this movie set in <laughs> it's now recent he's supposed to be Why did all the vehicles are from the 70s oh, or 80s they are but then he has vehicles. an iphone yeah it's supposed to be what? now i think it's supposed to be now and that these people are like people that are under the radar like criminals that are living that lifestyle and those type of people but i think they all have cars from the 70s i guess i didn't really call it i didn't notice any of that they have they, they he rolled in on a bus that was from the 70s was it yeah the the jethro guy was driving a car from the 70s a big yeah. solid steel car so and then old girl was driving a pink barbie jeep yeah which is from right. the 80s maybe but then there was a bmw m3 that was like a 2017 <laughs> in the parking lot as well and i was just like wait is it new or old yeah so what they could have been doing i've seen that was really this become a more popular fad in some films and stuff and even if you think about like the tv show gotham if you've ever seen that it's the same way where like it's this weird thing that filmmakers are doing now where it's like this lost in time kind of concept where it's like they did it all the way this time yeah where they're kind well, of like kind of like it follows yeah that was where kind of that's kind way. of a, it's like a dream state and like the vehicles are kind of that era and it's kind of whatever yeah. era the vehicles like everything is sure and it could have been something weird like that i don't know honestly after the twist in this movie I just didn't even fucking... I was not nitpicking anything. I was just like, this is the most insane thing I've ever seen. I was nitpicking way harder after that. Yeah, really? Oh, God. Okay, okay. So so he gets off the bus and, like, all that. And, and it goes to, like, the title screen where it says, like, come to daddy and everything. And he's standing there on the rocks in front of the house. And it's just silhouetted. Like, I thought the cinematography was great. The music was great. Beautiful. I was just... Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. Great. There were great shots. Actually, I'm pretty sure all this was shot in New Zealand, actually. 
which course, makes sense because where all the good movies are shot. Yeah, exactly. Well, and they kept saying California. I'm like, guys, I don't feel like this is. I mean, I've never been to California personally, so maybe it is. But I, no, see, just, I thought this was in Oregon. Yeah, it actually does look like it could be in Oregon that too. But sense. I saw a New Zealand thing pop up at one point. No, his mom oh, was it, in California. It's they like the director. It, it's like the director's from New Zealand or the production maybe. company. Something yeah, I think like it was that. A something was company. from New Zealand. Yeah, I think it was a production yeah, company. They were saying that the they kept on re- referencing. Los Angeles or something like that, because that's where the mom was. So maybe she they were in Seattle. Far away. Okay, so maybe they were in Seattle. Yeah, is what it was supposed like to be, yeah, or yeah. somewhere like it, that. I don't know what it ever. Somewhere rural. Yeah, New Hope, wherever New Hope is. In California. Okay, that so was where the mom lived. Interesting. Well, yeah, it it was a gorgeous as far as where it was shot Stunning. and at the beach Beautiful. and everything. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> the one of the things when I was really like hooked after that, one of the first things I wrote was, I mean, aside from, I just wrote one of the things I wrote was Elijah Wood is millennial as fuck. And he's the worst, but so for like the first whole portion of the movie, but so the Elton John conversation between him and his not dad, yeah, that thing had me on edge. Like, and so we've talked about it in previous ones, but episodes as far as I think we did it in the lighthouse, but like, that dude was a carbon copy of Sydney, my wife's grandfather, who we've talked about before. That is during the lighthouse, no joke. And that David is knows so him straight up. Like the case. he acts like, looks like, yeah, everything. That was, that was on the money. It is her grandpa. It's like somebody shadowed him and made him into a movie. Like even just, just every aspect of him, just yeah. the creepiness and everything, <laughs> as far as how he makes Agreed, you unsettled. 100%. But so that Elton John conversation about like, oh, I know Elton John and like him putting the pressure on himself. I thought all that was awesome. That was great. So you were on board at that point. I was totally like, on board. Really? Okay. Yes. Actually, I guess the plot twist kind of was what ruined it for me. Really? Yeah. Me too, I, I, I thought like... this was going to be like, especially because his eyes were open and the back kept opening. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, so this is some sort of horror movie. That's yeah. right. It's and I was expecting a either a haunting. Yeah. And then it happened. wasn't that, but then they never explained how the bag was opening. Yeah. Or anything because nobody knew he was dead. Oh, that's a good point. They no, did they were never, they're like, oh, he's dead. Even what do you worse mean? Now, worse than that was they left the lingering camera angle for 20 seconds after he dropped the blanket on it. And then it and looks it like it inhales. Oh yeah, Zeno but literally made me rewind it. That. We yeah. literally rewinded it to watch that again. And I was but like, oh, nothing. so he's either alive yeah. or he's a ghost. Like he turns his head, his eyes are open, the bag opens. Yeah, yeah. nothing. None of that's explained. They just drop all that and forget about it. Yep. Interesting. I, and I have nitpicked about similar things, so I'll give you that. They did do all that. I guess it just didn't bother me because but the there was twist twenty was... minutes of it. Yeah, of him going to sleep and waking yeah. up, and the bag was open, and he goes yeah. to sleep, and he wakes up again, and the bag's open, and it's like, well, when well, it shows him losing his mind, and you know, not a lot, of, but there are several horror movies that go along that vein. Well, yeah, so that's the thing. So we've seen, and we've actually even reviewed a couple movies that follow that vein. And honestly, I was worried that we were going to get another The Lodge or something like that, where I'm just like, I'm yeah. bored as shit, and this movie's just the freaking worst. Well, I thought what was going to happen was they were gonna. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, Inception or something like that. And yeah. it's going to turn out that this is the younger version of the old guy, and he's oh. coming back to learn a lesson about what <laughs> oh, he's doing. Oh, looper it up. That yeah. would have been pretty something crazy. Like, yeah, like something good. Yeah. Something <laughs> <laughs> didn't happen. Okay. Oh, they had all this good buildup to something that could have been great. They and then did. they went, nah, I guess I just we're going to forget that part. When it twisted so hard, I literally forgot about everything before that. That's the problem. It, I guess that that must be my. Fr- I just literally didn't care. I didn't care about any of that so previous much. build up. Like I, I really did. I think it maybe it was because I was so worried about it getting like a just a a 
boring outcome. I kept like being like, oh man, they're not going to pay out on this. I don't want to see another movie about somebody being crazy. Like, I really don't want to see another movie about somebody being crazy and nothing going on. Yeah. Like, and that's what I was afraid that this movie was. And, and I was really starting to believe it by like right before the twist. And I was just like, I was almost starting to check out even though I was enjoying it. I'm wondering if there's a twist that you missed that we'll discuss later also. Really? Huh. Okay. Interesting. In a minute. Okay. Interesting. So, then, well, one of the things that I wrote down was the cop that comes to help him, Jesus. and he was so weird and so ridiculous, and he's like, I can burp on command. That's that right. was the one, like, funny part, but I felt like it was, like, a forced comedy. That's right. It didn't feel naturally funny oh, to me. It was like, we're trying to make this funny right now. Here you go, a joke. It kind of was, but, like, it was so awkward and weird that I, I normally would have hated it, but it was so weird that I was just like, who the hell is coming up with this. Like, this is so strange. Well, some of that stuff is where I got, like, the Juno-type vibe. Yeah, agreed. You know, where agreed. it's just, like, this weird action, and like, it's just slow, and you're just like, is this happening? I, I think it was just to keep it light, and just to, like, keep people hanging on to be like, there's more to this, like, there's more mm-hmm. coming. But why are we keeping the guy who just died right now light? Yeah. That was something that bothered me. That like, there's really? no... The whole, like, keeping the corpse in the house thing... Yeah. Uh, I was whole, like, this is The explanation so... of the... Oh, there the was a flood, full. by the way. She, no, she said the morgue was... They, they couldn't store anything there because there was a flood. She was like, didn't you hear about the flood? Uh, and then they don't have any conversation about that either. Yeah, there was just, just a random... Oh, there was a flood. We, you have to keep the corpse in the house. Yeah, like what? Like things that never happen and would never happen? Huh. Interesting. Well, see, that was yeah. the problem. Was like, I was thinking from a horror aspect. Yeah. So when I watch a horror movie, I'm like, okay... I like don't try to guess. But I'm like, okay, where is this gonna go? Where exactly. is it going? And like, I, mm-hmm. I actually honestly thought when the corpse was moving mm-hmm. that this was gonna be like he was so evil that uh, he was exactly. not gonna be able to go to hell or heaven, and that he uh, was literally gonna come back to life and huh. like I thought so attack too. him. And then yeah. I still I still thought it was gonna go in like evil dead kind of direction. Me too. And I was gonna be here for it. I yeah. was gonna be. And here then for we it got too. this other so plot stoked. twist, and I was like. Okay. Oh. P.S. I thought he was gonna get to fuck the corner, and then that just dropped off. And I was like, no. <laughs> he oh, worked so hard. That, that was that, phone that was my favorite part of the that whole movie. Call. The most awkward. That was amazing. Phone call. Oh my god. Ever. It was so cringy. And like, I was like, way to kill off the only other interesting thing about the movie. See, what well, the potential love interest <laughs> of the corner? Uh, you weren't interested in the geologists. Geologist, no, no, geologist? <laughs> the geologist party that are all having an orgy. Oh my god! Oh, okay, we're jumping at yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that was that. the other thing I would have said would be interesting, and then I, I was like, this is another forced thing that was so weird. Really? Oh, well, I it thought was it was like, really why funny. did he have to go through that room to get to the room they were in? They didn't go through that room. The girl walked into the front door. It must have been the keys that he could get. It must have he got been all the keys, the keys that were sitting there. Did he there. get all? He got every single one. He of them. had a whole ring he of got keys. All we the don't know. Keys and the stabby thing. Didn't he start to open the door that the? Um, no, there was, was the some reason he did didn't go through. No, but yeah, I think he opened the door to the room that he was supposed to go in. Okay, but they were like facing it or something or having sex or something. He closed it and he's like, "I'm going to come in the back way." Right. But how would he know there was a back way? Uh, well, exactly. most, why would there be connecting? Most doors hotels do not have rooms. a door that just simply connects through the back. Yeah, they, no, it, through connecting hotel rooms. That's like a, a common. That thing. is a thing that happens. It's a thing but, that you definitely had to force to happen to make this movie work. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just felt forced. I, I, really, I didn't. I didn't question that at all. I thought so. Well, so, so let's okay. rewind. Listen, <laughs> I mean, that's fine if y'all both did. I, it didn't even like. I, 
I don't know. I was like, hotel rooms connect. So that's a thing. And this is like a weird motel. Like, <laughs> he suspended, uh, what do you call it? Suspended disbelief. Disbelief yeah, suspe- I mean, whatever, man. For this movie, sure. Like, I freaking love this movie. So, <laughs> rewind back to that. Okay. So, basically, we get up to where he's like, we think that he's snapping. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like losing his crap. And so, I'll say this to... Um, Which was good. Yeah. Well, and so we have the like three point surround sound or whatever with the speakers behind our heads. Mm-hmm. Dude, the surround sound in this movie was so good. Was it? That's sweet. It, it was so good. I mean, and I watch a lot of movies here and this was one of the best movies I've seen at home as far as the surround sound. It sounded like it would have been. Dude, it, it was spot on. Cool. Like the little noises when he was losing it and like they did a bunch of directional audio cool. and, and like a lot of ambiance. Like I wrote down, that was one of the big things was just like the sound of this movie is so good. The like, sound was incredible. It, it Whoever really did was. the sound work for this is top yeah and like the rattling pipes and the like amazing i I really liked all that when you're just like oh he's snapping like and when he starts drinking again and starts getting getting drunk and all that fun stuff david's murdering bugs up in here (laughs) (laughs) and yeah like i I just the sound was so good i just i just wanted to call out to that and and actually some pretty good and i'm into sound yeah i know you are yeah nice it was and And the creepy sounds were super creepy they were super creepy there were multiple parts too where i like legit jerked and turned to the right or to the left because like sounds were happening That's on awesome. either side of me mm. and cool. it's very rare that they do things that direction. I, I thought that was phenomenal the way they did all the sound. Yeah. Big so, yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Good job on that for sure. Oh, and one other thing that I wrote down was Elijah Wood's stupid ass hair. I love it. <laughs> I hate it. It's terrible. <laughs> then the mustache. But it was so perfect for it that was, character. It was, because he's such a little, just slimy douche. It, like, like, it was like, this like, is 2020 Hitler. Yes, it okay. really, seriously. It, yeah. so bad. It, he's just... That was the worst haircut in the world. It was. It was terrible. Appropriate just, like, for the But it was perfect, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people do that. They're just like, oh, I cut my own hair. It's the fashionable yeah. thing to do. Exactly. Like, it's impossible I'll to cut I'll put a bowl on my well. head. Yeah, exactly. So basically where we're at now is where they found the hatch. And it sounds like y'all were not impressed with the hatch. I lost my shit when I figured out this. So I was impressed with the hatch. I wasn't impressed with everything after that. Okay. So you the were concept, like... I was like, sweet! Yeah. That makes... Cool, it's gonna be cool stuff. And then yeah, I was like, like what's down oh, there? So it's not cool stuff. Well, Dang. so that's when it went into like it was literally he goes down the hatch, and the second that he hits the ground, there is an instant tone switch in the entire movie. Completely. Like you yep. can snap your fingers. It no longer becomes yes. a horror movie. No. It now becomes a Tarantino movie. Yeah, basically. Basically, yep. yeah, 100%. which I actually really liked. But I was honestly, and I think that that's part of like what caused our different opinions on it was like. I was not expecting anything supernatural, honestly. Like, I thought that this was just going to be some psychotic break, and I was going to be disappointed. Like, mm-hmm. that's where I thought that this was headed. But then why did the bag keep opening? Yeah, I don't... I, why was it breathing? Well, we've seen movies where stuff like that happens, and you just find out they're crazy. Maybe he's sneaking in there and zipping it down and being weird. Possible. And like, Possible. You know, so that was my thought, was like, oh, he's just been... Like, creeping around in that room and not remembering it and unzipping the bag. And he's, like, right. seeing things out the window. Sure. And so, like, I was just, like, so ready to be disappointed <laughs> that to get this was just, like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like, something surprising, something unexpected. I literally would have never predicted this. But, see, I kind of started predicting it when they started the knocking. Okay. I was kind of like, mm, that doesn't seem supernatural. Yeah. At that point, that's when I started shifting to like, there's something else. There's something else going on. And then I was like, if somebody's knocking, it's probably a sub basement. 
And I mean, this isn't like, that's not a ground shaking, like revelation, I feel. And then it was like, oh, it's his real dad tied up in the basement. I was like, oh, okay. I guess that makes sense because the other guy was a total dick. Yeah. Uh, See, and I I just, I really liked that turn. And and well, and my thing was the old man, like I felt like he was too old to be his dad and something didn't feel right for that because I saw him and I'm like, this guy, like Elijah Wood's probably like late 30s. Right. Now, like 38, and this dude's in his, like, 70s? Yeah, it seemed a little... Like, it doesn't seem likely that this man's his dad. I thought maybe he was just, for whatever he had done in his life, he was just weathered looking, and maybe he wasn't necessarily that old, and that was kind of part of the story, but... Yeah, yeah, I kind of thought he was, like, a fisherman or something, based on, like, the house and everything, being that the house was almost unaccessible by a car, Yeah, Yeah. and all that. See, and and so that's where... So, they, they find... Well, it all happens so fast then, you know, because it's like all of his... Aggressively like his, fast. His dad's buddy shows up with his shit stabber. <laughs> and <laughs> Which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. He's like that whole thing. And like, but I thought it was so interesting how his dad, like the way that his dad kept talking to him was just like, okay, you're going to need to murder him. No, like you have to murder him. You're going to pick that up. You're going to go in there. You're going to hide. And when he comes out, you have to kill him. You have no other choice. And just like Elijah Wood's like, uh, Okay. Well, Elijah that. Wood had no spine. No, no, no. Maybe towards the end of the movie, he started snapping and gaining one. Yeah. But, like, when his solid gold iPhone, twen- <laughs> one of 20, oh my that was $12,000, whatever, gets knocked into the water. Yeah. My fucking reaction for my $1,000 phone falling in the water would be oh, me no. following my phone into the yeah, water. He never went for it. He just left it. He, he just, just looked and was like, oh. So, okay. I was like, this is not real. This is the worst reaction exactly. to a phone being knocked into the water I've so, seen. Uh, that was my thought, but actually I'll rebuttal with that being that when I saw that, my first thought was, one, why does he have a phone that expensive? And two, the biggest thing being he didn't go for it, which means that for one, he's we already know that he's got a lot of money to be able to buy this phone that's one of ten or whatever. And then he didn't even go after it, which means that he has more money than God, so he just True. doesn't care. True. Which is also never fleshed out in the movie. Well, no, they did explain he, it. Well, he kind of explained it, but then sort it of turns out it, yeah. that he's apparently is full of shit. And so it's like, okay, well then, is that a true story you just told or not? Well, was he full of shit? I thought he like legit. Well, the whole knowing Rob. Elton John thing no, no, no. was full of shit. No, well, that wasn't his dad, on, though. Later on, though, yeah, yeah. His he dad, you find out that... money the whole time. Yeah, his dad true. was like, why do you think That's that right. you've lived in a multi-million dollar mansion in the hills... With an unemployed for, with, mom. Yeah, with an unemployed mom for your entire That's life true. and never That's had true. to do anything. Yeah. So that was my thing was like, I was hoping that... I was honestly worried that they wouldn't flesh that out, but I felt like that... When the phone part happened, I was like, this guy's entitled. Like, he's rich... He's used sure. to something. The problem is that's just fleshed out. So it's like the phone's in the beginning. So yeah. I expect a reaction. And, and there was none. It. And then you get the answer to why so much Way farther. Later. I don't even I After can't I don't even connect shit, the two at yeah, that point. I have it at which all. is just a weird yeah, thing. He should have right just looked at me like, well, I'll get a new one when I get home. Yeah. Like, you know, just a little line like that yeah, would have just been like, oh, okay. Nothing. Just like this emotionalist. Yeah. Oh, that was one of 20. Yeah, I think that they were trying to play their cards really close to their chest is part of why some of this didn't, like, click with you guys. Yeah. And, like, since y'all didn't catch that, I mean, I I, I picked up on the him being rich thing, but I could totally see how, like, all you would need. We've said this about other movies that we've nitpicked, which is, like, you could give us one more line and it would have fleshed this out better. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so, I mean, but really when, like, the insanity kind of spirals out from there and he, like, 
doesn't kill the guy, barely hits him with the weight. Damn like, what the fuck? So, dude, the, when it starts really getting to where they just, like, make you just, like, cringe and just, like, oh, my God, where his dad is... Bre- he's breaking his dad's fingers, <laughs> and he breaks all those fingers, and they find out they can just <laughs> unhook the thing. I was like... <laughs> I was like, if this dude is a guy who can travel around the world and kidnap some girl, yeah. he's going to know there's a freaking hook on the hook. wall he can unhook. Well, and he's shit. also been yeah. in there for so long. He would have had he to should have seen, have seen or unless it was out so because good. literally it was just a look up, look over, look down. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and if you've just fuck? been tied up there, even in the dark, your eyes would have adjusted at some point to a yeah, level. Of, well, there were lights down there that were at least partially on. He would have been able to see the shit if he was the guy he's <laughs> claiming he is. Yeah, that I, was another thing. I was just like, "Oh, so that was all like useless." Because I figured, like you, like he should have been able to just simply look. Well, the first thing he but, would have said if he'd been down there for any length of time was, "Hey, that hook over there, don't break my hand off. Go unhook the thing." Yeah, I, I feel like, like he never would have thought of that in all the time. It seems that he's been down there. Yeah, I feel like in the name of like, I feel like the latter half of this movie is really legit like what they wanted to make like this balls to the walls it feels like, like a different director stepped in it almost it really does it almost does which so and i looked there are multiple because writers because all the on cinematography went out the window too it yeah they had changed the whole way that this movie was filmed and everything it was almost like two different movies but like it was written by multiple different people it was written directed by one guy and i think this is his first film that he's actually directed but so i None Which half of, did he direct? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think he did the whole thing. But, I mean, honestly, none of that bothered me just because it was so bonkers from then. But, like, I feel like they did sacrifice some, like, plot points and things like that in service of the comedy. But for me personally, like, the comedy hit, like, the thing with the hook and the dad breaking the fingers, like, that all worked. And, like, the shit pin and the, you know, yeah. all those bits, like, they were funny enough and they, they really did make you wait for it. Like, they made you wait. And, and it was that whole early point portion was, like, it was really well done, but it was just so different. For them to just, like, crank it up to 10 was just super interesting. So, like, sure. the other thing is, like, not far after that was, and I was just, like, cracking up the whole deal where they get into the fight, or not the fight, they had the discussion about him eat his dad eating and he ate his ear <laughs> and he's like i had an option he's like i could eat oh. his jizz or <laughs> i could eat my ear and he's like he's like so i ate my ear and elijah wood's like yeah but there's a whole lot more protein in semen that was, hilarious. <laughs> that, that was probably the funniest part of the movie yeah like all that i was just like the comedy parts just really worked for me in this latter part but like and so then we get to like the most like, oh my god, holy shit, cringy. Like, not cringe. I don't know if cringe is the right word, but like when the guy's on the toilet and Elisha Wood walks in and he's like taking a crap and he comes out and there's like toilet paper hanging out of his butt and he's pulling the whole reel of toilet paper. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, man. I didn't at all. Oh, God, it was so good. I loved it. No, I see, was, that just makes, that reminds me of how much I didn't like this movie. Yep. Really? None of the comedy hit for me at That's all. That's funny. It, it was like half hit for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I found very little of it funny. God, it, I just, I liked it. Well, and I liked watching because like, it, it was kind of like watching Elijah Wood like just 
like have to man up for this situation because you watch him suck. I was so much. worried it was gonna be it was gonna turn out to be like the same plot as Green Street Hooligans, where he's oh, a big pussy yeah. and he learns how to learns how to be a man, basically. Oh. And I was like, oh no, we've already seen this plot before. with Elijah Wood. <laughs> yeah, with Elijah Wood doing the same character development. And I was like, ah yeah. oh, shit, here we go. But it didn't really do that. It was just weird after that. Yeah, <laughs> it just stayed weird. He didn't become I, a man. He, no, he I don't know what he became. Much. He just yeah. there's. <laughs> It's, so much. Yeah, when he, dude, when he goes off, it is, well, and the whole thing is his dad's just like, you gotta kill him too. Just do it. Just kill him. Like, his dad right. clearly had zero issue ever with killing people, and all of these people were his dad's friends. Like, And also, his dad couldn't do anything at all, ever. No. Well, it's because they broke his whole hand, so. Yeah. When they his didn't hand was to. broke, he had stuff, like, carved into his chest. He had a shit pen. In the shit pen stab. Stabbed into him. Oh, and then uh, they stabbed Elijah Wood four or five times, and then that apparently was no longer a problem. Yeah. Then he could just (laughs) walk around and fight people and stuff and whatever he needed to do. Fine. Yeah, that's kind of how these kind of things go, though, in these kind of (laughs) movies. Yeah, you just, like, go... Sure. That's how it goes. When I get stabbed. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? You just shake it off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Always. See, you obviously he did become the manliest of men. He you just, do have to pull the umbrella, or <laughs> umbrella out of, your face. out of your face. Oh, yeah. oh god, <laughs> that, that was ridiculous too. And then just, <laughs> yeah. And so he, when they, the whole deal with like the flaming crossbow is so ridiculous. Like that was the most ridiculous of all. Well, also, of it nothing for me. ever came of the no, flaming it did. crossbow. Really, no. And what was what annoyed me about that was that the 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 cover picture of the movie. Yeah, looks like Elijah Wood standing in front of a burning house with it glowing red on his face. So yeah. I was like, he's going to blow up the house with this thing oh. at some point, and Elijah Wood's going to be standing there. And in the the cover picture, he's got like a bandaid on his face that never shows up. No, I wonder if that's because. So I'm like, of getting stabbed in the what? face, but. So I actually, even when I posted this on social media, I didn't even show that poster because I felt like it showed too much of the movie away. Like I showed right. another like kind of artsy sure. version of the poster because I was just like, like especially when starting this, which like even just that before I posted it, I hadn't seen the movie and I even saw that poster and was like, I, and then I saw the other one. I was like, I feel like this gives too much away. Like, mm-hmm. cause you just see so much sure. in that picture. My thing is I'm like, if you bust out a flaming crossbow and nothing catches on fire, you've wasted your movie. <laughs> yeah, you've wasted That's an the opportunity whole movie here. over for me. Yeah, if even if he like shoots it and it hits crossbow. something he didn't intend, and then something's on like fire the trees behind are on him. fire or something. Yeah, something um, should have been on th- fire. They missed it. I'm wondering if they cut done. like a moment, like because I feel like that, that was had a, good, a bunch of stuff cut for time or something. Maybe I feel like there was a good spot for like. Was a this comedian. a long movie? I didn't think it was. Wasn't it? It was. I was about to say. I was like ninety seemed right. It was a tight, like, hour and a half. Like, it didn't... It was too tight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could have... Yeah. I feel like they missed a comedic moment there. I wonder if they cut it where, like, you know, like you said, like, some comedic thing where he shoots it, it bounces off something, catches something on fire, whatever. Yeah, that like, should have happened. Yeah, it should Otherwise, mm-hmm. you don't catch the bow on fire. Yeah. Or, like... You just he, get out the crossbow, and you're being whatever. Yeah. I mean, even in, like, this movie, when it jumped into, like, crazy town, like, I could have seen the guy just, like, getting mad... Shooting it, it bounced off something. Actually, hitting Elijah Wood or his dad, exactly, and like them something. playing it off, like having to hide that they got shot. Well, I'm something. like, give me a, any other example of any movie in the history of movies where <laughs> there's a flaming crossbow and nothing ends up on fire and nothing <laughs> happens with it. Literally, never happens. Yeah. The, first off, ever. I just need a list of movies with flaming 
uh, crossbows. Yeah, I would like, I would I like to watch those. those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the flaming crossbow catalog is what they call it. Because uh, I just realized shows. I need something in my life. We yeah. need to make that. Now it exists. Yeah, we'll, we will. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, start, we'll start a movie catalog on it. It'll yes. just be featuring nothing but the flaming crossbows. And this will be the movies. only one where it yes. catches on fire. <laughs> nothing, yeah. The biggest flaming crossbow fail. Totally. Oh, and he never goes uh, and puts the flaming crossbow back into the trunk of the car and finds Elijah Wood, which is dumb as fuck. Yeah. Okay. So that was the biggest thing that bothered me was that his dad's right. like, go hide in the trunk. He won't know you're back there and then follow him to wherever he goes and kill him. And I'm like, if I kept the crossbow in the trunk, I would gonna go, go back, back there. It would go trunk. back in the trunk. And also, well, see, at this point, I was already like making there. a list of inconsistencies. Me too. And, really. so and that just was just another like thing. I was like, another this is, the coffin. Yeah. why would he, why would he go? Why wouldn't he do it here? Hide on the other side of the car and hit him with a rock. You're on a rocky hide beach. Hide in the back that seat and get him say, when he's driving. How many times have we seen movies and people hide in the back seat? Like it Every always movie. happens. Yeah, uh, that was the only one for me. And they could have even made some sort of weird, like comedic thing where he's like hiding in the back seat and he goes to get in. He's like, wait. You're in my back seat. Yeah. And they could have done a whole thing. A whole bit. Showing how Elijah Wood fucks up something like hiding in a back seat. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So they could have. Which, the but. That's no, it. they wanted to do the whole geology the, geology which, bit with uh, the dicks. And and, and and the titty holic. Is that what he called himself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that whole rant. I actually was so, liked all that stuff. Uh, it just felt so forced and out of place. Really? Yeah, it didn't feel like. This movie didn't feel like anything. Because every part of the movie had a different like feeling, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like movies normally kind of tell a story. This just told all these different random narratives things. of different characters. It yeah. just nothing there was aligned. No beginning, middle, and end. It was like some stuff happened, different stuff happened, violence. I explained to you what happened in the past, but I, I'm not really sure if that's explaining it. More violence. Movie's over. <laughs> what? It's so funny. Yeah, I just did not get any of that. I honestly, I'm kind of. Now that I think about it, I guess I could see Matt not liking it. I think Chris would like this movie personally. Of we Chris need to ask him movie. if he's watched it. Yeah, I, I kind of want to watch we'll it. Him on it. We'll try to get him to watch it. He can talk about what's new with you. Yeah. I'll, I'll get him to watch it. Um, How did he get out of the trunks? I, I was wondering the same thing. Some trunks it's have an released, old car, though. A 70s model old car didn't don't. have that shit. You yeah. want to get out? Are you kidding? Why does he need a release? So he can get out and not... <laughs> movie magic, bro. Yeah, I mean, I prefer to enjoy movie magic. I don't know. Yeah, y'all are going like y'all are going like full uh, Invisible Man on this one, and I feel like I'm just like... <laughs> you were just one. like, no, nah, I'm unplugging reality. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to enjoy this yeah, for now. the surface level yeah, of it all. I guess, because like, it ended, and I was just like, fuck yeah. Really? I, like, I loved it. I was too. I, I literally it. turned to Xena, and I was like, mm, no. I think... So Sydney. Sydney was kind of like half paying attention, half kind of not. But um, I, from what I gathered, she liked it pretty well with me too. So that was why I was like super high. I'm like, yeah, I bet everybody's gonna love this thing. It was so good. Like, <laughs> and here we are, divided. Yeah, yeah exactly. I so I mean, we we have covered most of it. I will say we mentioned for a second the whole deal with him like going around for so long with an umbrella stabbed through his face. Yeah, we just chilling with so that. Ridiculous. No problem. Okay. And, and so, but the thing was it, it was so brutal. He takes that thing out of his face and stabs it through that dude's brain that's exposed when half of his head got <laughs> like, chopped off. I like that, but that's because yeah. I like gory things. Yeah. And so at that point I was just like please do something. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. I thought yeah. it was smooth how it just, was. how just yeah, he just genteel. It was yeah. He was like, 
I was yeah, it was very smooth. Okay. It, it was just like, oh, that's pretty savage, Elijah Wood. Like you might be a weenie, but, but that then was pretty why brutal. does the dude go author? Yeah, like, couldn't you like? Oh, and I did laugh when he's like, he was like talking about Elijah Wood's mom, and he's like, your mom was a prostitute. He's like, she reminded me of so and so, and he said some random name, and he's like, it was a male. Uh, a, politician. Uh, a politician in London or something. <laughs> this is the eighties. I was but like, then what? When he stabs him, he says the guy's name again. Oh, did he? Yeah. It, it, Arthur was the name of the politician, so he says uh, Arthur as he's falling I, down. <laughs> so like, weird. So weird. He must have had a thing for that politician. Yeah, he man. must have since he's remembering a British politician. No, because he thought no, because the politician's faces made him go soft. Yeah, I guess. He didn't yeah. have a thing for him. He should have well, said the mom's name. We instead. already know that that Maybe guy is cursing. Some, I mean, that guy had some weird kinks anyways. He was getting, like, choked out in a bedroom. And, bitch. Yeah. God, God, he talked some mad shit to her, too. I know. It was brutal. Yeah. Oh, God. This movie's wild, man. I don't even it's know. It's wild. That's for sure. It's like, yeah. And so then at the end, we're, you know, we get there, and they're sitting beside each other on the log, and they hold hands. And, and so, like, do you guys think that they both die? Do they live? Dude. I think the dad's dead. The dad's dead. The dad's dead. He got the, the poop stab. Yeah. yeah. And the, he, the guy like <laughs> explains how it's going to kill him in this certain amount Yeah, but of time. that would be such a long kill. That's good yeah. if you're torturing somebody and you wanted to kill them. Which but like, a- you could go to a doctor... And they probably can give you antibiotics. I feel and some like he had, he had probably already had enough blood loss, like That's leaning up to that, because yeah. like he literally yeah. had something carved, like words carved into his yeah. chest. I'm pretty sure. Well, I like how they they leave the scene where the dad is at, at the uh, when they leave for the dude to go and sit in the guy's trunk, and the the dad is sitting in front of the driveway or whatever, and yeah. then he comes back, and now the dad is. Perfectly laying on the bench <laughs> the he was sitting on as the log, whatever. I was like, okay, yeah, that's where he crawled to to be sitting perfectly at the, the pretty part of the lake. And I mean, that's what bullshit. I do. <laughs> hey, if I was dying and I was yeah. on the water, I would definitely put myself in a yes. good viewing good, good position nice with the last bit of energy I have. Right here. Yeah, I'm wondering which end with everything that happened, like all the litigation that elijah wood would have to endure also the like corner coming out and being like yeah he was harassing me as well and like all that would come out about it like i feel like he would probably just be better off dying with his dad anyways like just call it quits oh they probably would forgive everything they'd be like man that was some crazy shit maybe yeah, so yeah, yeah, sure. we didn't realize the real dad also how did the townsfolk not know that was his real dad i mean i get being a recluse and all that yeah i mean if but they- i feel like he probably still would have had some presence in the okay, town. Now this is my this is my secondary plot twist that I don't know if anybody else picked oh, up. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. He had a Ryan or Brian or whatever, rest in peace, yeah. on his neck, and he asked his dad what it was. What it was, and he said, "Oh, that's his son. He slid his wrist he slid- to the bathtub." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what the guy, what Elijah what Wood, Elijah had Wood done. did as well. I, and he looked like the old guy at the beginning. Oh. I think that guy was actually the dad. You think? Why the fuck would he have a name, rest in peace, and why would he ask that question and get yeah. that answer, and the answer is he slid his wrist in the bathtub, well, unless that's which still is what his the real son. Well, I'm saying maybe he thought his son had died. Oh. Mm. But but it would be a different name. But he also... His, he had a weird name, whatever Elijah Wood's character Right, Elijah Wood's was. character Norville. was a different name. Norville, yeah. Yeah, but who knows? Team, I huh. just feel like it was just like, that fake dad just didn't have a story for that. So he was like, oh, well, it's my other son. Which was probably like the true story was yeah. that his son did commit suicide. 
And so he's just writing it off. Why did he commit suicide in the same way that of what Elijah Wood did? What Elijah Wood has the scars on his hand for. My thought was that maybe that was because I said something to Sydney about that. Why would they make it the same? My thought was that it was a coincidence thing, and it also had to do with why he was being so hostile to Elijah Wood is to be like. Because like he was clearly the type that would be like, oh, you're not man enough to just kill yourself. My son killed himself, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like because of how that guy's personality was, and I sure. felt like like that also played a role in like how he was treating Elijah Wood instead of just like finding a way to get him to leave or whatever. But why does it look like him? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Because that's they how they both casted have it. Really big blue eyes. Yeah, that they've clearly cast him for the purpose of looking looking like, like him. An yeah, because they want Elijah the shock Wood. value. Yeah, yeah that, that's really that all guy, it was. Why would that guy not be the dad then if you've cast him to look like him? And the other guy who's supposed to be his dad doesn't look anything like him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's and the kid in the pictures, I don't think, look necessarily like Elijah Wood either. Yeah. We should... I, I want to do some external research, see if other people are speculating on this. I hadn't had that thought at all. That's an interesting... If that is a twist, that's pretty wild. Hmm. I mean... They would have had to explain a little bit more. They didn't explain anything else. <laughs> I, like, I mean, this, a little bit about time travel. Like, oh, you can't go in that room. That's my time travel machine. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm here for it. I'm all for this movie, man. Give me a time travel machine, whatever you want to do, man. I'm all about well, it. I'm glad you really enjoyed this movie. I did, man. I want to see this dude do some more stuff. But I have a feeling that after hearing you guys talk about it, I might have been wrong about my guesses. <laughs> no, um, no, you were totally right. Maybe man. I was just like... I was almost going to give the critics a higher on this one. Really? I yeah. think critics are going to like this. I do. I think they're not going to like it. I think, think critics might be I tepid. still think they might. I think that the... I think that the... the the plot twist and the change is too radical. Really? Well, let's see. I yeah. want to see. Let's I mean, see. I think feel like we're good. David's, David's got it pulled up. Now, I'm not going to be able to see yeah, this you when you pull this up. You can we can just tell it. you. Oh, hold on. Let me it's not on that one. Hold oh. on. Put it on that one. Never mind. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we can just tell you. Oh, there so we go. So our audience can hear too? Yeah. All right. You can tell me. Yeah, I'll let y'all do the reading and y'all can... Matt, you can do what I normally do and read some <laughs> of what the critics had to say and things of that sort if you would like. Sure. Go ahead, David. All right, so we're getting it pulled up here. Rotten, on Rotten tomatoes. tomatoes and loading slowly. It looks like oh, oh in y'all's motherfucking They are faces. oh well, it's because only eight people reviewed it. Hey man, <laughs> don't matter. I'm gonna go help don't their matter. reviews out. I'm gonna go lay out some go facts. Help their okay, as well. okay. So it's got an 86 by critics certified fresh. And actually, I think Matt might have still gotten so the higher. Wrong. So so how are we looking? At I this, did. David? So I guessed 40 for the audience, or yeah, 40 for the audience. So okay. that so was a 75. Off of so I'm off. Yeah, my critics was seventy, and the critics are eighty six. So I am the closest to the critics. Yeah, and only ninety four critics reviewed this. Okay, uh, Blaine, that's pretty low. Yeah, your audience was seventy five. Okay, so you're dead on for the audience. That's dope. Yeah, and then um, your critics was sixty seven. Eight people are also wrong. <laughs> hey, dude, me and all eight of these <laughs> wait, people wait, have one, great taste. Wait, two of those people agreed that this was not a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> two out of eight. Yeah, two out of the eight. <laughs> David, your audience score was 35. I'm still the most right. And there. your critic <laughs> score was 55. Yeah. I told you other critics would like this, you guys. I oh, I it. thought so. I actually originally was going to go higher on my critic score, but then part of me agreed with your, your thought, David, where that dramatic twist and how bad it was after that. Much. I was like, you mean yeah, amazing? You mean I don't, I don't amazing. think you're going to like this no. that much. 
I want to see this in a few weeks when some more than eight people have. I don't yeah, think either. more people are going to watch this. Maybe I don't know. Well, the problem, the problem. So the problem is though, this is also just kind of a so quiet bad. hide. It was a quiet release on yeah. Amazon, so it's just kind of a just hidden yeah. under there. Like the a lot of movies seem to be happening. Yeah, they're not. They're not nobody knows about movies. them. They're yeah. not. I don't know where they're supposed to well, be. That's like part of why I wanted to cover this too, where it's like I just like I want right. other people to be talking about these obscure. Yeah, like, I, I agree, and this is why we're here. Like, yeah, this from our first review to here, we don't just do all the big things coming out. So it's sure. nice to do things like this. Exactly. So, do you want to go ahead? So let me read read the uh, critics' consensus. Yeah, let's to start it. with, they say it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Bloody horror with barbed wit. Come to daddy anchors in brutal violence and a surprisingly mature approach to provocative themes. Yeah. That was the dumbest sentence ever. (laughs) But this movie's still dumb. But it described it perfectly. Dumb. (laughs) All right. Uh, Where do we find? If you keep scrolling down, there should be. Okay. We'll just start with the top. Amy Nicholson from Film Week. In L.A., in, uh, she gave it a tomato, salt, I guess. Yep. Incredibly violent, and very funny, and very strange. I agree. This next guy, <laughs> Rex Reed from The Observer, gave it a splat. Uh, he gave it a zero out of four. Any <laughs> film that opens yeesh. quoting William Shakespeare and Beyonce is meant to be regarded <laughs> with skepticism and giggles. But this dog gets sillier by the minute. Zero out of four. Yeesh. Well, I can agree with most of what he said, actually. <laughs> as far but I'm as... surprised he gave it zero out of four based on his description. Yeah, his description. Maybe did not one sound... out of four or something like that. Yeah. I didn't get a full bad. That didn't sound like a zero out of four. Okay, here's Seems... another solid tomato from Sarah Haggy at Globe and Mail. Yeah. Providing both a tight script and interesting directing mm. and blending the best of indie horror with B movie violence and gore. Yeah. It's exactly what it needed to be for both the audience and and normal. Agreed. She gave it 3.5 out of 4. You mean 4 out of 4. <laughs> Not in her eyes, son. <laughs> Alright, read that other splat over there. Okay. Got. So here's a splat from Frank Sheck uh, from Hollywood Reporter. Welcome to reading terrible names like I always I have to. <laughs> well, my <laughs> name is up there. Like, Good luck pronouncing mine correctly, Yeah, Verlaki. Verlaki. <laughs> Unfortunately, the movie is far more effective in its first half than its second. That's right. With degenerates into cheap shocks, absurd plot contrivances, and vulgarisms for its own sake. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's fair. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, my uh, my my folks were asking me. They were asking me what we were reviewing this week, and I was like, <laughs> I don't. I told Dad, I was like, I don't think you have the stones or the stomach to watch this movie, man. Like, I don't think you can. Handle <laughs> oh, you this. called us manliness. Yeah, I did. There man. you go. Yeah. Now he's watching it. And right then I told now. my mom, I was like, you should probably watch it. You might like it. She like this, like, she would now, probably like this. Now, if you're go- if you're a, the kind of person who likes B, yeah, movie horror movie silly plot yeah. shit, I think this is probably right up your ignorant alley <laughs> see and that's but the you shit know, it's i funny. like but there's plenty there's of stuff out there like that, that i do like there's a lot of people who do like that kind of stuff yeah and i think I, just the people, twist ruined it for me yeah that's my a, expectation was here for a horror movie what yeah. what i really want to know is how someone who's seen the trailer because i forgot i was gonna actually watch the trailer i might go we, watch the trailer now because i'm curious if one of two things could have happened where the trailer totally ruins this movie or it actually prepares you so that when right. you do get the twist, you're not disappointed because you thought it was something totally different. Right. Well, I feel I'm like curious. I, my problem with the movie is that it has 
at the beginning, it has such potential to be a good it has such regular a horror thriller movie. Yeah. And then they're like, we're going to try to force comedy into this and destroy something <laughs> that could have been awesome if it just hadn't been trying to be funny for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, I totally get that perspective. It just happened to fall into my niche of like what I like. And, <laughs> sure. and I mean, this comes off of me talking about like in Kevin Smith stuff and whatever, where right. it's like, like that right. is your sure. like intentional B-tier like type right. of comedy and everything and it's just like that is my brand like i do like that shit totally. so it worked for and me and there are people who like that kind of movie yeah i don't well, know cl- people clearly because it got an 85 and a 75 <laughs> clearly normally I'm, all eight people clearly yeah. no listen i'm being a complete and total hypocrite here because the purpose of this podcast <laughs> is to talk shit about rotten tomatoes i'm just and here you are just <laughs> siding <laughs> with them <laughs> siding with the enemy bootlicker yeah i am it's, i'm bootlicking guys it is i'm sorry shame. i can't i can't Doesn't help it look it. like the damn house is on fire in this picture it does kind of i see what you mean after seeing it why does he have a fork that's what he stabbed the guy with in the, in the testes the when he went all cray cray on his testes. And and oh, he, that's and right. And then he killed that's him right, with a right. saran wrap, which that, was that, the that dumbest fucking thing I've yeah, ever oh, seen. Yeah. I that was literally, I jumped up in my seat and was just going, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I was yep. like, that, that gave me a physical reaction head. to that. Oh, I, that I had, yeah, I had a very, a very visceral reaction to all that. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, well, that's that's it, guys. That's where we're sitting. It looks like we uh, we were so split on this. I don't even know how to really quantify it at this point. But I mean, well, you know, I... and there's such a small number of really what we like to focus on is the audience score. But with it only being eight people and all of them clearly having good taste, except for two people, <laughs> um, you know, we can judge it that way. So <laughs> more shame. Yeah. So I, I don't know, guys. That's where we're at. I really want to know what other people think. So if you've seen this i have started getting like dms and stuff from different people on what they think about certain things hey, so and if you haven't seen this please go and watch it and like tell us yeah yeah if if tell we're just being crazy or if blaine's just a whack job just, <laughs> just please let us know yeah cause because because we're pretty divided right here it's clear that i'm slipping when i'm siding with the critics so <laughs> yeah you're letting us down man. yeah I'm, I'm i'm defeating the purpose of this so yeah oh, no. so all right so from here um this is where we uh, where we go into our send off songs for the week. So, David, since you are new to this whole thing, I'll let you give your send off song first. What you got, man? My send off song is going to be an old school one from a good movie. Yeah, uh, which is uh, the Pixies. Where is my mind? Ooh, very from good. Fight Club. Perfect. <laughs> I like that. Oh, so nice. that makes me want to watch it again. That's one of my favorite movies. Of all Haven't time. watched it in forever. As stereotypical oh, as it is for it to be one of my favorite movies, it's I guess. So it's, it's well, because so we associate it with like when we watched it. Yeah, it's we were like young when that movie came out. So for sure. it was definitely one of those movies that in the Matrix were like these eye openers. Like, wait. Yeah. What are these? Yeah. Like this just fucked with my head. What is life? Yeah, like, yeah. This is a whole new thing. Yeah, that that movie, like, oh god, it just changed my whole view on film and everything. I love it mm-hmm. so much. Well, that's. I thought they were going to do something like that with this, and I was so ready for it, and they did not. Yeah, that's kind sure. of the problem. I guess we just had different expectations than Blaine did. Yeah. So when our expectations weren't met, it instantly just like soured it. I yeah. Think. If I was expecting yeah. a B-roll horror comedy film. I would have been like, okay, cool. I would have liked some of that in the beginning, too, though, to set the tone. That was the kind of the problem. It would have helped it land better. The tone was made to look awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) The the audio was good. The cinematography was super good. And it was like, okay, this is going to be that kind of a good 
quality, well-made thing. And then they were like, just kidding, pull the switch. Yeah. We're going to do all crazy stuff now. Yeah, they should have seeded it a little bit more in yeah. the early portions with... And I think they didn't because of the shock value. Yeah. That's what they were really relying on. They really on. didn't want you to see it coming. And I sure, sure didn't. I mean, right. it's going to work for some and it's not going to work for others. Yeah. So what was your song, Matt? Uh, so mine's another... This is just a song I keep coming back to okay. and I have for the last... Shit, eight plus years? Yeah. Uh, it's Beat the Devil's Tattoo by Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Okay. They're a British band. It's kind of like a blues rock folk. Okay. So and what? So it's Beat the Devil's Tattoo and yep. it's by, um, uh, who's that? Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Okay. All right. So what I've got, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but I'm going to do a song. So the end of Rick and Morty this season ended on like a really weird kind of heavy note and it played this like really chill song. And so the song is called Don't Look Back and it's by Katomi and Ryan Elder. So this song is super chill. It's really good. It's got such atmosphere. It's kind of got this like synthwave 80s-ish vibe. It's kind of mellow. It's really, really good. But, and I think the song was literally made for that episode of the show. Because when you look it up, like it's not on an album, it's not for yeah. anything. The picture of it is Rick and Morty. So, like, I think that they made it for the show. But so it's Don't Look Back by featuring Katomi and Ryan Elder. And actually, if you look it up, though, it's actually under Rick and Morty, not. And it's on Spotify? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, I, and I'll add this to our playlist. So you can go to the Send Off Songs playlist on Spotify, and the link will also be in our show notes as well. That's always there, and our songs from every single week are in there. So this uh, this playlist is getting awesome. So outside of that, uh, this is the point where we say what we're doing next week. So next week, uh, Artemis Fowl and The King of Staten Island both came out this week. So we haven't fully decided which we're going to do. Uh, Artemis Files free on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and then King of Staten Island is a rental, and that's the new Judd Apatow film uh, starring Pete Davidson. We've talked about it for several weeks before now, so and we've mentioned Artemis Files, so we can do either of those coming up, and maybe we'll do them back to back, one this week, one the next, because I think we wanted to do both of them pretty heavily. So yeah, I guess we'll just kind of if anybody wants to chime in, yeah, yeah. If, uh, if anybody has a preference, yeah, let us know. We're here to. Please the crowd. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, if you if you want one over the other, let us know. And outside of that, I uh, just want to roll into our social media. Uh, you can so first off, our website is criticallyaroused.fireside.com. Our Instagram is at criticallyaroused. Our Facebook is at criticallyaroused, and our Twitter is at aroused_media. And my Instagram handle is I'm underscore Blaine underscore Andrews. Matt's is Verlacma. That's Verlac M A. And then, David, if you want to give her ears, you're welcome to. Uh, yeah, my uh, Instagram is at dtroutm0, and uh, I have a lot of things that I've made on there, and motorcycles and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's a good He's a crafty fella. He is, he is, so it's a, it's a good follow, and if you like pins and wood turning, it's a good spot to check out. So, And I'll put his, he'll have a little uh, guest host thing on our website and stuff, too, that I need to add in there anyways, so... We'll put that. And other than that, just want to give a special thanks to Ketsa Music, which is K-E-T-S-A-M-U-S-I-C.com, KetsaMusic.com. You can get some free music and stuff like that. That's our intro and outro song. And then also to David's wife, Aubrey Troutman. She did our (laughs) artwork for the podcast as well, which is super awesome. And her info is also on the show notes. 
and all the other places as well. So you can find her there. But outside of that, I think we're good, folks. This has been another fun one. And until then, we will see you next time. Love y'all. Deuces. Ciao. Hello.